Hello and welcome to another episode of Galactic Goddess Podcast. I'm your host, Radhanilia, and today I am coming live from the Appalachian Mountains. I got here very late last night, and this episode is devoted and dedicated to the topic of trust. Okay, so this move that I just did from LA to the Appalachians was a very big move for me. I've lived in LA for a very long time, very accustomed to the culture and just everything about the place. Um, you know, we we are creatures who like comfort and we like what we're familiar with. And even if the things weren't making me you know, feel happy, like the traffic every day, I still felt, you know, very comfortable there. So this transition was a very big one. And it really brought me to a place of looking at trust, you know, very, very deeply. Um, You know, as I said, I lived in LA for many years. And um, it's a very, it's a great place. It's a wonderful place. It's taught me so much. You know, I have met so many friends, um, had, have grown so much there. You know, that's where I took most of all of my, um, healing classes and courses and learned about film and acting and all kinds of things that I may have never been exposed to had I not had that incredible experience. And, and had the trust to be there in the first place. Um, My story of moving to LA is a really cool one, which I'll share another time, but this is about having trust in, in life. And, you know, in LA, we travel solo. (laughs) Like we don't really take public transportation per se. Um, At least as long as I've been there, you know, we haven't had like much public transportation. So, I've become accustomed to driving alone in my car or, of course, you know, picking up friends but um, or meeting people everywhere. We usually just meet each other, but I'm always driving. And the idea of taking a taxi or an Uber or a Lyft is just like, I would never do that, <laughs> you know, because I just wasn't used to that. And um, I didn't realize, you know, I, I did have like some trust issues about that. Um, I've heard like, you know, some stories where women, girlfriends have said they had really creepy drivers and they felt uncomfortable. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to go through that. I'd rather be in quote unquote control and I want to drive myself. Right. But this time I flew down because I had already, um, transported my car over to North Carolina. So I was in a position where I was now needing to take an an Uber or a Lyft. I chose to take Uber. I downloaded the app and I was a little bit skeptical about it. Um, The idea of having a, you know, having someone drive me around that I didn't know, like a stranger was, uh, you know, not something I felt really comfortable with. But um, I said, okay, you know what? this is, this is, I'm coming back to LA in a different way. Like I've learned, you know, living there, it's ironic. I learned a lot about not trusting. And then I also had to relearn about trust. And that's when I was doing 
and getting into my healing work, right? So the contrast was pretty intense, I would say. And I think LA is a wonderful place if you want fast growth, if you want to feel contrast extremes, you know, it's a great place. It's going to be a wonderful place to learn so much. And I was in a place of surrender. I came back to move everything out of my storage and out of my condo and um, it was just a big, a big um, move and I only had a couple of weeks to get it all together. So that there in itself was a huge trust. I'm like, I'm trusting. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to make this happen. I don't know how. I don't have a car. And so the first thing I did is, you know, called an Uber or you don't even call. You just press a button. How cool is that? You know, and then 15 minutes later, uh, got picked up at the airport and wow was I blown away (laughs) I can't even tell you how incredible this experience was um it was an Asian man who was a bit older and he was really kind and chatty and I had my dogs with me and you know he was just talking and and we got into a conversation somehow about his background and he like he has a PhD and a master's in in arts and uh, music and he's actually he was actually a professor for many 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 years at different universities uh, in the field of music and I was blown away because I don't know much about you know about Uber or, or the drivers or anything like that right and so here's this incredibly you know educated and classy guy who is um so friendly and so kind and he put on the best classical music to calm my dogs down after the travel and we got into a deeper conversation he was telling me what it was like to to drive uber and how he loves to meet so many people and he was just like a beacon of absolute radiant light (laughs) he told me horror stories about people that you know would make a mess in his back seat and um, and we talked about traffic because, of course, it was like 11 at night. But lo and behold, there was traffic on the 405 per usual. Nothing to get excited about. <laughs> but I was chuckling, saying, haha, I'm glad I'm not the one that has to drive through traffic because that's like one of my pet peeves is like stop and go and stop and go. <laughs> and so he was he was telling me like, you know, this job has given me so much patience. It's given me such perspective. I've got to learn so much about people. I have been, um, I've got to understand people more. I've got to connect with people. He had driven over 2,000 or more people. And um, he said like at first he he would get really frustrated because you know in LA a lot of times drivers, um, they are they don't like to let you in their lane. Like if you need to signal and go into a lane, oftentimes, you know, most times the driver who is in the next lane but behind will speed up. It's almost like they want, they block you from, from uh, moving over. It's like they don't want you to go in front of them. They don't want you to switch lanes. They want you to do it behind them. Even if they were way behind, they will speed up really fast and just boom, block you. And you're like, wait a minute, I need to get off in that exit. But he was telling me how at first he would get so frustrated that he would be like, I don't know if I can do this job. This is so frustrating. And 
and um I don't know if I can it's like it's gonna be bad for my heart because I get really angry when people act like that with a road rage and they scream and they honk and they throw the finger at you and um and it was just not ideal but then he said that he just let go he just let go and he trusted that you know everything was going to work out that he didn't have to take on the pain of other people because these people were angry they were in traffic they have places to go they're stressed out you know and this is happening every single day this traffic so he's like I just let go I say hey you know what you do what you need to do and I'm going to do what I need to do I'm not going to get angry because it hurts me it doesn't hurt you when I get angry. Just like when you get angry, it hurts you about the other drivers. <clears throat> when you're screaming, when you're flipping somebody off, and you feel like, you know, these violent emotions, it's hurting it's hurting themselves, right? So he realized that that in order for him to do this job and to be neutral, he would have to just be in a place of acceptance, number one. Number two, surrender. And number three, trust. Just trusting everything would work out. Letting them be who they are, you know, because of whatever they're going through. So, um, and then and then he dropped me off at the door and I had all this luggage. And he was like, he just said uh, some very wise things, which I wish I had written down. But he was basically saying, like, just have trust and um, stay positive and everything's going to work out you know, and I was deeply moved by this man and this conversation and this wildly different feeling that I had, you know, um, I guess we all, we all make stereotypes and, and it's not even intentional. Okay. Like we don't try to, but, but sometimes that happens. And so it's not about making yourself wrong or making myself wrong, but after hearing a few bad stories about women, girlfriends who had really negative experiences, and I'm, I certainly didn't want that. I was like very turned around by this experience. And I was, I thought to myself, this man is a light worker. He is here to share his light with the people he drives. Like this is a huge gift. And not only that, he's getting a big, um, turnover. So he's getting to be in contact with a lot of people and that was just a beautiful thing. And, you know, lo behold, I not only had him as an incredible, you know, teacher and, and someone that just showed me something very different, but there was multiple men who were, who were driving me that really shifted me. Um, one day I went, I went to the spa to relax and to just unwind from the process I was going through of... Um, releasing so many things in such a short period of time so I went to my favorite place it's it's called Beverly Hot Springs where mineral water literally comes out of the ground in LA and it goes into this huge like pool private pool and you get to go in and um you know there's a private section for women and private section for men and and I've done a lot of like beautiful prayers and manifestations in those in that place and a lot of stuff came true so I was there just you know doing my my praying and my 
relaxing and just trying to imagine the positive outcome of releasing everything that I that I had accumulated I guess over the years you know I've been there for a decade and feeling that um you know this place that I had you know I I bought the most beautiful things I could find like I took my time and I invested you know a lot of money into creating this really cute sanctuary in the city that I loved and energetically it wasn't the right fit for me for many many reasons um I just wasn't used to living like in a place that had a lot of other people I've always lived in like you know houses and um I was used to having that space you know um I'm very highly sensitive so I could feel my neighbor's energies and for some reason the place that I moved into everybody was super cranky and upset about everything all the time and I was just like this is not a vibrational match yet you know we get assigned we get stationed in places where we need to be so there's no accident right there's never an accident everything is an incident that needed to happen so I needed to be there to sort of ignite this place and infuse it and encode it with my personal energy because we are all co-creating together it's not just one person we're all doing it so infusing my energy infusing um, the work that I do um, the place I lived was predominantly men and they were they were on the a bit angry side um, and so I was I was I felt like a, like the lone lone woman there <laughs> But, you know, my feminine energy is valuable and I know that it did bring bring some positive energy to that place and that's where I was assigned to be, so that's where I was. Now my assignment was over, I needed to go on to the next. So, you know, I I was sad to let my things go. I, I wasn't going to bring it all to the Appalachian Mountains. First of all, it's not the right decor. It was very modern and very chic, you know, um... It had like the LA retro chick vibe and that wasn't really what I envisioned for the Appalachians. So um so I manifested like a like a superhero. I put it up online and lo and behold the first person that called me was a man who just bought a house for his family, which I thought was so incredibly sweet. He had children and he loved my things like they came right away him and his wife and they looked at my stuff and I designed everything just meticulously so everything was matching everything was aligned it was a high vibe with crystals and art and and just beautiful things you know quality things and he was like I want everything I want everything here I just want to take everything and then like put it in my house just like you did and it's going to be perfect for me and my family and so um I almost I pretty much like gave it away like I really I really did um give it away like very very inexpensively and the reason I did that is because one I needed it out soon and then number two I really believe in paying it forward so that means that you know the universe doesn't always pay you in the way that we expect right um I put forth a lot of money for this stuff but I was going to be giving it away at a very low fraction of the cost right but the thing I liked about it was 
he was doing this like for his family. It was very sweet. And I could tell he loved his wife. He loved his kids. And this stuff was going to make him so happy. Like they were so excited. And, and, um, and I was excited because I'm like, yay, I don't feel bad about this because I know you're going to get so much joy out of it. I took my time picking it out like an interior designer and now you're going to enjoy it. So I'm happy. I'm happy because I put positive energy into what I was doing. I put love and my creativity in creating this, um, you know, synergistic uh, space, right? And now they would get the benefit of it. And I know, and I had trust in the universe that the universe was going to give me something back, you know, that when I let go and when I let go with love, I'm going to get back what I need. The universe doesn't, doesn't fail us. You know, at times it feels like it just because our egos get really knocked. Right. (laughs) But um, it made me feel good. I felt like I'm. I'm happy. I did something good. They got something good. It was a win-win for everyone. I let go. And most importantly, I let go with love and with trust that what I'm going to get next is going to be even better and more aligned to me and who I am. I'm infinite and I know the power of my creativity, my power of manifestation. I don't doubt that. So therefore, I will get something even better, right? So we're always upgrading to like the 2.0, 3.0, 8.0 version of ourselves. And that includes creating new spaces, new sacred spaces. I know how to. Um, It's a gift that I have. I lived with an interior designer when I first moved to LA and she taught me so much about interior design. I got pretty much like trained and mentored by her. And then my mother is a graduate um, from interior design, school of interior design. So my mother, you know, she's she's a creatress, Maya the shaman, and she has shown me so many things about manifesting, like when she manifested a gallery out of nowhere and then manifested and created the most beautiful, luxurious clothes and just incredible jewelry and she manifested things. So I saw that, right? Um, And all I have to do is realign to that and I can create something new and something more aligned for me. So that was another piece of the trust, right? But then I had, um, I went to my storage unit and I had clothes and accessories and jewelry and shoes and belts and hats and I mean, belly dance costumes and red carpet outfits and jackets and I mean gloves and everything you could ever imagine sky high to the ceiling of my of my storage unit and I was like OMG this is really intense right now like I of course spent a lot of time like I traveled a lot of places like I'd go to New York and go to the best highest end vintage shops or or like San Francisco or of course LA there's clothes everywhere like I really love to find unique pieces that maybe not everyone else had I don't really care about brand names they don't mean much to me um it's like I don't feel cooler wearing a brand name I like I like Chanel I'm I'm not gonna say that I don't like Chanel I really like Chanel but a lot of other brands I'm like whatever i prefer to find unique pieces that are maybe vintage or one of a kind or there's only a few you know things like that 
um, because it just makes me feel more special when I wear it. And so um, I've always had a unique sense of style. I've always been a stylista, fashionista. And, you know, another thing, I'm like, another thing, I did some wardrobe styling on some sets before I've helped my friends out and things like that. I never did it like I'm a stylist, but like I just did it like, yeah, I'll come help style. Do you need help with this? I've styled photo shoots for my girlfriends, like because I wanted to, um, because I have a lot of photographers and because it's fun. Like that stuff is fun to me. And I used to style women at my mom's gallery, you know, for so many years, it just comes naturally to me. So, you know, I had all these clothes and of course, like I spent a fortune, you know, <laughs> collecting everything. And I was like, holy moly, I cannot wear these things in the mountains. Like, am I really just going to let this stuff go? Like I haven't even, I haven't even worn like one third of this stuff. Right. So I was feeling like this feeling of like, oh, <laughs> like one, I didn't want to let it go. Number two, I didn't want to give up my, my fashionista ways. And number three, um, it just felt like sad to me. <laughs> so again, trust, right? Um, so I did like a little private invite only sale for girlfriends I know and um, did get rid of some things, but, but you know, I had just overflowing amount of clothes that all my girlfriends together couldn't, you know, take them all. So I had so much left and I was like, wow, yeah, if I bring this to the Appalachian Mountains, I'm never going to wear this. Like I can't wear high heels in the mountains. It's just not practical. Um, I, I mean, I have to wear like tennis shoes and boots out here. So, um... So I did what I knew I needed to do. I packed everything up with the help of some friends and you know who you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to the moon. Thank you for helping me. Um, and then I went to the Goodwill and I just said, bless everyone who gets my things. May they be blessed. May they receive the blessing and the infusion of positive energy that I have in my things, you know, I love them and I love what, how I feel about them and when I'm in them. So I hope that energy transfers as a sense of confidence and love when somebody puts my clothes on again, trusting, you know, trusting the process, trusting and letting go and, and, and finding a way to feel really good about it and knowing that, Hey, you know, somebody is, somebody's going to go to the Goodwill and score, <laughs> like be like, I can't believe I found this. I let go of like incredible evening gowns and red carpet dresses that I probably won't ever find again, you know, but again, trusting that the universe is going to bring me something new that's more attuned to where I am in my life. And I'm not going to you know, red carpets at this time. I'm not doing that kind of stuff. I'm being more, you know, inward and, and being more creative uh, behind the scenes, writing and creating and manifesting uh, differently this time. So I trusted that it's okay for me to let go. It's okay for me to surrender pieces of my past. It's okay for me to lovingly let go and not with any bitterness because I didn't want to be like oh I can't believe I'm letting this stuff go and I can't believe I practically gave my furniture away no that is not going to bring me any blessings what will bring me blessings is me giving it away with love like wow I hope you find the perfect owner 
you know, I hope you find someone, I hope people are going to wear my clothes and love them and feel gorgeous and beautiful and magnificent. I hope that they will see the value in what I'm letting go of, right? Um, so that was such a huge thing. And then I was really coming down to the wire and I felt, I felt like, oh, you know, I'm, all my friends wanted to see me. Everyone is like, hey, I'm sorry, I want to see you. Can we get together? And some people, I'm sorry. Hey, if you're listening and I didn't get back to you, please accept my apology. I simply could not like manage all the messages and texts and stuff like that. And I didn't frankly have the time. I was so focused on this one mission of releasing all the stuff that I, um, I'm sorry if I didn't get back to you, just reach out to me again (laughs) and it's, you know, we'll, we'll Skype or something. But, um, You know, so I was getting down to the wire and I'm like, I don't even know how I'm going to wrap this all up in just a couple of days. And I just trusted and I got, excuse me, some help from incredible friend that really, really, really helped me so, 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 so much. Without them, I could not have completed this. I'm so grateful. And, and I just trusted that it was going to work out, you know, once again, trusting is the only thing you can do sometimes and then taking action on it right so trusting the process and this was a fast track one (laughs) um and so yesterday I left that was Wednesday night um I I left to uh go to LAX and my flight was delayed and I was going to be missing the the next flight the next day because um there's no direct flights from LA to the Appalachians you have to take a little jumper over from a bigger city like Atlanta or Charlotte so um I would inevitably miss the next flight and I was like okay I'm just gonna surrender to this it was really chaotic you know Mercury retrograde five no six planets and in retrograde and then we just had the eclipse and then Mars was closest to the planet than it's ever been last or the night before Wednesday right so there was this energy. Everyone was like freaking out a little bit at the airport. Um, just a few things happened, like my credit card, the lady forgot to give it back to me at the counter because I had to pay for my dogs, you know, to travel. They have to get their, they get, they get, um, they don't get their own seat, but I have to pay for their flight. So <laughs> anyhow, uh, I, I did, we did make it to Charlotte. And then in Charlotte, it's only a 20-minute flight, you guys. Just 20 minutes. Um, In Charlotte, I took a little flight over. But, okay, but there were some issues with the flight. Um, We were in the air and we were trying to land. But there was so much, not fog, but clouds. It was unbelievable. Like layers and layers and layers and layers. Like, the pilot could not see the ground. They couldn't they couldn't find the landing point, which was just a little bit alarming, you know? And so I could feel like we went we were going down and then all of a sudden we went back up again. I'm like, what's going on? And we circled. Um we did this three times and it took an took about an hour and a half and it was only a twenty minute flight the pilot was trying to find the ground, which was very interesting. And so in the meantime, 
everybody on the plane was freaking out. They were like, I could, like, men were like, oh, you know, just like the guy next to me was having a total panic attack. Um, the people behind me were talking about, like, dying and, and I just, like, horror stories. <laughs> I'm laughing because I was like, you guys, like, knock it off. Like, just stop. Or I, it's normal to be, like, anxious, right? We all get anxious, but, like, telling horror stories of, of like plane crashes while you're on a plane that's trying to find the ground is probably not the best thing to do for all the passengers right so I was like hey no horror stories please I turned around and I told the guy because I didn't want him scaring everybody and I thought about hmm this is a really you know interesting scenario I the, the captain went on the the um, mic and was sounding very highly stressed like you guys I just want to give you an update we can't seem to find the ground we are looking we are going to keep trying again and I could just tell like the captain was so stressed out so I did I did some theta I did some I did some energy like work and hey if you're on a flight with anybody that does energy work be super happy because they're shifting energy all right for you. And not only that, the captain was like, and by the way, it looks like we need to, there's a, there's an issue on the plane. We need to get a repair. Like something, you know, something went off where it was like, you needed to replace a part. (laughs) At this point I was like laughing. I'm like this, it's kind of hilarious. Um, and I thought about all the work that I'd done to get here, what it took to get here in this now moment. And I thought about, my why like why did I choose to make this huge transition in my life like what is it that moved me to make such a dramatic change you know there was a uh, initiation that I went through prior to this where I had to make a big decision about my life about my life and my relationships and what I wanted and what I was creating and my relationship also to the goddess you know I went through an initiation with a goddess where I was asked to burn away all of my old desires and dreams, not to like delete them, but to burn them out, burn out everything that was not aligned to my bigger and higher purpose. Okay. It was a painful initiation. My heart was burning. It felt like fire. Like I felt myself dying in that moment every dream that I thought that I had prior was being burned in the flames of the feminine divine feminine not you know the divine feminine so I was in total surrender to her like burn away all that's not me so that I can show up and be who I am and what I'm here to do part of that was me completing my book um, you know about the goddess my experiences with her and a number of other things that I'm here to do, personal projects, you know. So I am I am here being of service to do this, complete this work for, you know, the divine feminine as part of part of this healing process that we're all going through. And I know I have work to do. I know I have work to do. So I, I was like, hey, what's up, Shakti? <laughs> you know? what's up like this plane can't land and we're just going in circles and people are freaking out and the pilot even sounds you know freaked out and I am feeling a little uneasy but I'm I'm 
gonna have to just be in a state of trust, right? Because I am putting my trust in the divine because I know, you know, if it's your time, it's your time. There's no going around that, but I didn't feel that. I felt like, no, I'm trusting that I have more work to do. Like I made all of this effort and this huge move and transition in my life so I could do this work. I'm far from being done, you know, and I'm going to trust you, Shakti and the goddess, to carry us safely to our destination. And I even was thinking in my mind and when I was doing the energy work, that the pilot asking that the pilot be downloaded with the information that would best serve us meaning that like whatever was going to be the safest for us that she would do so um and then shortly after she said we're headed back to charlotte because it's not safe to land here i can't see and so it's not going to be safe we have to go back and i and everyone was like so moaning and crying and I was like, okay, that sounds good to me. Let's do that. I'm fatigued. I'm exhausted. I'm traveling with my dogs that don't want to travel. And um, and I'm probably going to rent a car when I land. So, um, you know, we went back, got off the plane. I was like, okay, thank you, Shakti. Thank you to the goddess. Thank you to the universe. Like, obviously, I've got more work to do. And I'm going to do it. You know, it's sometimes situations where you're on the edge push you as a great reminder of what it is you're here to do. When you feel like maybe there won't be another chance, you think about what really matters, what it it means to be alive and why you're here. Like, why are you here? What do you need to accomplish? What does your soul need to do while you're here? So it's just a really great like booster for me, even though it was like a little bit of, um, a little bit of stress there. I ended up, uh, saying, okay. I waited for a little bit to see what they're going to say. They basically told everyone like, Hey, we need to actually repair the plane. It's not in really good flying condition. <laughs> you know? Um, we'll let you know, um, the weather's not improving. And so I was like, okay, you know, I am going to trust the process. I, I could flip out. I could get angry. I could do a lot of things, but I am tired. I'm stressed and I'm going to make the best decision that I can with where I'm at. And that decision was to take a car and drive from Charlotte, you know, to the Appalachians, which is about a two, two hour drive or so. So I did. I got a car, threw the dogs in, <laughs> um, drove to the airport, picked up my luggage, dropped off my car, got my other car, got my truck, and drove home that evening. So I left. I left Wednesday. Yeah, I left one Tuesday night. I got in Wednesday night, and um, exhausted, totally exhausted, and emotional. I took a bath and all these emotions were just coming up like I'm closing a door and that's scary. It's really, it is really scary. It's always nice to have an option left, right? To keep a door open, to feel safe, to have a few. And and that's interesting because I had left that option open for so long. I was going back and forth between LA 
in Appalachians. I was going back and forth and I kept that door open. I left that option open, even though in my heart I knew I didn't want to be there anymore and I was being called here. It was like a safety net, right? So I just, I just eliminated my, my little safety net. Um, I closed the door to that chapter and all of a sudden I was hit with these emotions like, wow, it felt really intense. And it feels intense when you do that, when you close the door on a chapter to something, because we always want to keep all of our doors open to everything just in case we need this or that, right? Just in case I get a wild idea, I want to go back, I'm going to keep my place in LA. Well, it doesn't, that's not a great idea. I'm, what's happening is that there's an energy leakage, right? So my energy was not, um, it was not like, how do I describe it? I would call it like an energy leak because I had my things there. I have my energy there and I'm also here. So it fragments me. It fragments you when you keep too many doors open, when you don't learn to shut them, your energy is leaking and you can't be fully present to where you are. You're always going to think about that. I'm thinking about, oh, my, my place in LA, I should go back, you know, and all of this, keeping the options open, right? Um, so, I mean, I did this earlier this year too. I closed another door to something else and pulled all my things from that space. And, you know, this has been a theme in my life like gather your pieces gather yourself you give you give you give gather your energy gather yourself release a lot release anything that's weighing you down and be brave enough to shut doors to close them so that the new doors that are waiting for you will open they're waiting they're waiting for you to open Only you can open them. Only you can close the doors behind you so that new doors can appear. We always want a way back into the past. We always want a door, a key to an old door. You know, well, I have to give up the keys when I move out. I give them to the new people, right? I don't get to keep the keys and keep going in and out. That's no longer my space or place. My energy, I pulled my energy out of there and I brought it back with me here to the Appalachian so I can be more focused and concentrate better and not think about the what ifs and the possibilities there. You know, it's not that I'm not going back because I am and I'm probably going to be doing a book signing next time I go, but it's going to be a very different experience. You know, I won't have all my things that I'm thinking about and have all these loose ends. It's going to be clean and clear why I'm going. My purpose is clear, right? So it takes an immense amount of courage to close doors. It takes an immense amount of trust that the path that I'm choosing is the right one for me, you know? Um, And that's a gift we give to ourselves. I gave that gift to myself. I'm not saying it was easy because it was not. It was not easy. It was, it was challenging. But we only grow and we only get what we truly want when we're willing to shut old doors. When we're willing to say, hey, 
I have so much trust in myself. I have trust in my destiny. I have trust in my purpose and what I'm doing. I have trust in my decisions. I'm making a decision. I'm going to go with it 100%. That's not saying I'm never going to go back to California or never going to live there or that's not, but I'm going to close out what's there now. I'm going to close it out. And it's kind of like when you have a computer and you have 20 tabs open, right? It's pretty hard to figure out which page you're on. You get a little bit lost. Like, oh, wait, where was I? Um, Your energy is powerful when you pull it back to you, when you, when you pull it all back together, when you start pulling fragments from, from old places you live, from old relationships you had, from old experiences and attachments that are no longer really serving you, right? And no one can make that assessment for you, but you, you have to feel it out. You have to feel it to heal it. So last night I was in the bathtub and I just had this wave of like panic (laughs) that washed over me and I just let it run its course. It wasn't too long, you know, 15 minutes, but it did. It ran through me and I was panicked. I was like, I feel, I feel the death of this chapter. Um, I'm putting it to bed. I'm putting it to rest and I'm committing. Committing is scary guys. I mean, like, you know, you kind of want to commit, but you kind of want to keep a door open. (laughs) Like I was kind of committing to being here, but I was kind of keeping myself in LA too. Like I was kind of, kind of, kind of, But there was a big, big, big energy leakage because of that. I'm not going to manifest the big stuff I want to create. If I keep doing that, it's just not going to happen. If I want to create what I want to create here, I have to pull all my pieces and all my energy back to me, right? In this space, in this place, here and now. Because otherwise I have too many timelines that are running. When we have too many timelines that are running, we get confused, right? You don't want to be confused. And in a lot of times in my healing work that I've done for others, we are pulling back pieces from different timelines. Like boom, boom, boom. We need that here and now. We're pulling back soul fragments from different relationships. Um cutting the cords of the old so that you can be new. You can't have a cord to someone from the past and then expect to have something new with somebody. It's not going to work. It's just not. Even if you try, inevitably in the end, there's going to be one person left out because you can't do that. The law of the universe doesn't allow that. We're not created to keep multiple energies going like that a person can't extend themselves like that so the the universe asks us to make a choice and then to trust in our divine choice trust in the choice you're making and then go for it 100% you cannot do this life being scared like you can you can be scared right you can have fear we all have fear at times right we all do. But can you still move forward in the face of fear? Can you face that fear and say, yep, I sure am a little scared right now, but guess what? I'm still walking and you can't stop me from walking forward, you know? Um, 
so that's how I feel. It's like you got to get your pieces together. So where in your life do you have doors open that you need to close? Where do you have an energy spillage, a drainage, a leakage? It's like plumbing or anything else, right? You got to fix it. You got to close out the old tabs. If you want to create the life you want, that you know that you're worthy and deserving of having, you need to trust yourself. Trust in the universe. Trust in the goodness of this life and that you are ready for this. It took me so many years to um, to commit to doing this, right? Because it's been on my mind for a long time, but I never committed to it. I never committed to it. I was like, mm, yeah, I'll come, I'll stay, and then I'll go, and then I'll, you know, I was kind of in and out, in and out, in and out, and and my energy was being scattered. It wasn't being as focused, laser focused. And if you want to be a manifester and creator of your life, you need laser focus. Things do not just magically happen. It takes laser focus and then it takes intentional action, right? We can pull things to us. We can create what we want in this life. It is possible. That's what happens. People create what they think they're worthy of creating, and people get what they think they're worthy of having. But by keeping too many tabs open and keeping too many options, what happens is the universe is like, oh, you're not ready for any of that. Like, you are not ready for it. <laughs> so I'm not going to give it to you because you have no trust. And if you want something incredible in your life, you're going to have to trust, right? Even if you don't know how. Even if you don't know how. And that goes for relationships too. If you want a great relationship, you're going to have to learn how to trust. Even if you've been betrayed, heartbroken, felt lost, pain and suffering, join the club. Like who hasn't, right? Like we've all had heartbreak and disappointments and things happened that were shocking, right? So, but you can't go into a relationship and be like, um, I have all this baggage and like I have... I've been so heartbroken, like, yeah, and who hasn't? Tell me, show me the person, unless they're like a kid and they haven't gone through much, like, yeah, join the club. But do we get stuck in that heartbreak? Do we get stuck in in disappointment? Because if we are, that's a vibrational resonance, like, I've been betrayed every single time, you know, okay, like, I know. I know what it feels like to be betrayed and it hurts. It's really painful. It's really, really hard. But are you going to go into your next relationship saying, you know, the last person betrayed me. So I, you know, like I can't trust you because I think you're going to do the same or in the back of your mind silently waiting for it to happen, which is even worse. I mean, it's better to verbalize things and share fears out loud because it helps diffuse them rather than keeping them this these inner secrets of fear um inside because though that actually man- can manifest it more so you know really looking at the things you need to close out in your life what is that for you everyone's going to be different 
everyone's going to be different, but I can promise you we're all going through a shift. That's where we are on planet Earth. It's called (laughs) the lifetime of shifts, and it's not really about to stop anytime soon. We just have to keep choosing things that are more and more in vibration alignment to who we are and who we are becoming. Even if you don't think you're that person right now, that you can't have that or any limiting thoughts or beliefs, you have to trust. Like if that's what I'm visualizing in my heart and my mind, I got to trust that it's going to come together. I don't know how, but I trust in the process. I trust in myself. I trust the universe. And really making that intentional desire, it's through desire You know, we call in so much through desire. We manifest through desire. Have you ever thought about something you desired and then it appeared? And then you're like, oh no, I'm not ready for it now. Like, this is too much. I'm scared. I'm not ready for it. I mean, that's happened to me so many times where I called, I I desired something and boom, it was on my doorstep. And there have been times in my life where I sabotaged it because I'm like, oh, I'm not ready for this. Like, I know I wanted it, but I'm not ready for it. Like, there was a belief somewhere. There was a belief somewhere, and this is before I really knew about beliefs and energy. There were beliefs that blocked my blessings, okay? And that caused self-sabotage. It caused me to lose the thing that I wanted, that appeared before me, that was like, I'm right here in front of you. I'm here because you desired me so much. You called me into your life and now I'm here. Are you ready? And the universe will ask you, do you really want this? Are you really ready for this? You know, um, and that's how I felt, you know, like when I was on the plane, like, you know, I was like, hey, got work to do. You do what you need to do. But I got work. I know I got work to do. So I'm going to trust that everything's going to work out. All right. I'm going to trust you're going to bring me back. I don't care where you where you land. Just take me back to the ground, please. You know, at this point Um, and trusting in the process. The process is not meant to be perfect and pretty. There are going to be moments where the universe is like, do you really want this like you say you do? Do you? Because you have to be a yes. You have to say, yeah, I want this. This is what I want. I'm in alignment with it. This is what I asked for. And the universe is going to throw you a curveball and be like, now do you want it? And you might be like, I don't know if I want it anymore. Well, the universe is going to ask you three times at least. And you have to say yes every time. You can say yes, I'm not sure how to deal with this, but yes, I do. I do want it, right? And so that's where you are. That's where we are. That's where we're going is that we're manifesting at such a um, faster pace than we used to be simply because of vibrations of the whole entire planet. Everything is speeding up. Time, everything is speeding up for us. Have you noticed the days seem shorter Everything is speeding up. We are speeding up vibrationally. And, and what makes this process unique is that we, were, we, were, we are, you know, somewhat dense, like beings, right? We're, we are dense in many ways, but, um, but like physically dense. And therefore, the manifestations would take so damn long sometimes, right? Like things I wanted before, like it would take me a long time. And then now, things are coming 
to fruition much faster. Therefore, you have to be crystalline, clear about what it is you are thinking, what it is you're wanting, what it is you are desiring. Get into your heart and ask yourself, what is it that I truly desire beyond my fears right because fear will always be there beyond my ego because guess what the ego will always be there as like a nagging right we have to say shh I'm trying to think right now let me get into my heart like shh that's why meditation is so important we need to get crystal clear about what we want people we are manifesting at a very fast speed you will get what you want quickly but you can lose it just as fast if you don't know how to choose it like if it shows up for you you're going to be a yes i want it and even if there's a disruption still be a yes your vision you have to see beyond just what's in front of you look for the long-term vision look with long-term vision and what you're creating in your life in your career in your relationships in all aspects right look at the long term the curveballs and the little disasters sometimes they'll just pop up they want to ask you do you really want this if you are a yes over and over again you get to keep what you created If you're a wishy-washy, not sure kind of a person and you're not secure, you're going to lose it. Boom. You got it. You lost it. And then you have to recreate something new. And that's even more work, right? That's, That's more work to manifest. So I'm saying go all in. Trust in the process. And that's what I'm doing. I'm going all in into my into my creation of my vision and my life I'm not gonna be wishy-washy and be like I kind of want one foot in LA and I kind of want one foot here I'm like the travel is way too long to be like that right I, I don't mind traveling but I'm not gonna do that on a like a very regular basis based on how far it is to go back and forth that's just not practical on so many levels not only that in order to get the momentum I need to create what I'm creating. I need every ounce of my energy to be in alignment because you know like a plane, all of like the fuel that it's that's used and that it takes the momentum is at the takeoff. So the 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 plane when it starts to take off, it's building, 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 building the energy, you know, then it takes off. All the fuel, like not all of it, but a lot of the fuel A lot of the energy, like 90% of the energy was used at takeoff. You want to take off in your life. You've got to pull your energy in, ground it, and then be crystal clear about where you're going. A plane's not going to be like, I think I'm going to go to Africa. Wait, I think I want to go to Paris. Wait, you know what? I actually want to go to LA. I'm just not really sure. Like, If you're going to go to a destination, be clear about where you're going. That's it. It's simple. So this podcast was about trust and what I would leave you with and what I would ask you to do is to get out a pen and a paper and to really write down what it is you want to create and manifest in your life. Be honest with yourself, okay? You got to be honest with you. If you can't be honest with anybody else, start with yourself. Once you build a trust with yourself, you can start building trust with other people. People that don't have a trust with themselves have a hard time trust with other people, right? So at least, the very least, the minimum thing you can give to yourself is your own self-trust and honesty 
honesty about what you want to create in your life. Be honest about what your desires are. So many times, you know, people get suppressed about what they want, really want out of life. And so they lie to themselves. But then later on, it becomes an issue. Right? And they're like, I didn't really want that. I wanted this. You're allowed to change your mind. But for the sake of your sanity (laughs) and the sake of your jet fuel energy, I highly suggest you align in your mind and heart to what you want to create now and then have the courage to close out old chapters, to close out old doors, to clean out your storage, to clean out your mind, heart, and your soul so that you can create the life you were meant to live, the life that you know somewhere deep inside you, you're worthy and deserving of having. I hope you enjoyed this show and I hope you enjoyed the shares I had. I always share a bit about my journey because we're all human. I never put myself like on this pedestal that like I'm so enlightened I don't go through life because life is happening every day and I certainly go through it just as much as you do. It's how we deal with it and I like to share my stories because I want you to know like hey I'm I'm human just like you. You're human just like me. We're all going through this together. Let's share and let's be compassionate and loving about the process. No one's perfect. We're not here to be perfect. If we were perfect, we wouldn't even be here, y'all. So I don't even believe in that. Um, It's not about being perfect. It's about the intention that you're putting out. We all make mistakes. Learn how to clean them up. That's it. It makes life simple, right? Anyways, sending you so much love. Get your manifestation on. Get out your pen and paper. Light a candle. Do what you got to do to get into the mood. Make sure you know what you want out of your life so you can be crystal clear and you can manifest what is available to you. Everything is available to us. It's all in our sphere. We have to be willing to let it in. So allow the blessings to come and release what you are done with. Sending you so much love and light. I'll talk to you next time. Rada.